Good morning, everyone. This is Jim Barton, and I'm here with... Reverend Abigail Conley. And this is another episode of Bloody Mary Bible Brunch. For this episode, we're going to talk about another topic where the Bible has um, more than one uh, interpretation of something, and in fact, sometimes interpretations that are in conflict. Uh, This time, we're going to talk about essentially models and images of Satan, um, the character of Satan throughout um, the Scripture. Abby, does your friend have a problem with models of Satan or just models of God? Just models of God. All right, so no puppies will be harmed in the in creation of this broadcast. Um, so basically what we want to do is we're going to start by walking through different views of Satan um, in the Scripture. And I guess we should start off by saying that we're going to talk about Satan, which is a Hebrew word. Or it just means adversary. Usually Hasatan. So it is actually the Satan with a definite article that um, later becomes the capitalized different Satan. And there's a move in some more recent translations to actually put Hasatan because of all the baggage. Because of the baggage with Satan, right. Then we have the word devil, which is Greek. Right. It's a well, it's an English word that's translated (laughs) out of the Greek. Um, And then at the um, we'll, we'll wrap up a little bit about talking about the most controversial question about is the serpent anything to do with Satan and then and then, and, and do these do our images have to be stagnant or not right alright so let's start off by talking about let's start off by talking about Job and the role that Satan plays in the story of Job um, so in Job as you may recall Satan is a member of the heavenly court right and so Satan and God are talking chatting about Job and how wonderful and um, wise Job is and what a faithful servant of God. And so Satan essentially is like, yeah, well, look at him. He's got everything. Of course he's faithful. What about if we take it all away? And in this story, God doesn't do the punishing or taking away, but 100% signs off on it. Right. So, you know, um, I mean, God's pretty responsible for what happens to Job Mm -hmm. in the story. And um, in the end, uh, Job does a good job or whatever, but Satan is playing a role. He's sort of an adversary. Right. Completely. And joined by, especially by Job's friends, who say, clearly you sinned. You did this thing. Repent. And only one of his friends is like, oh no, you're good. Who knows what else is going on, but like, you're good. And so, the, the Satan, the adversary in Job, I think it's very clear, is not evil. The adversary is doing a job... And, and, and did his job. Right. And it is also clear that it is, in some ways, a parable or something going on different. Because the other reality is when Job's fortunes are restored, it's like, oh, he gets double this and everything. And it's not the actual, like, oh, Job's wife and kids died. Here are new wife and kids. That, that doesn't make sense in any story except for this one that except is a little a fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right, that's right. I mean, it yeah. is it is one of the stories in Scripture that is a play that has a right. beginning, a middle, and end, and all that kind of business. All right, now let's talk about a similar, in some sense, which is temptation of Christ. The particularly is found in Luke and uh, Matthew. Here, again, we have a character, and this time it's the devil, although weirdly Jesus often says, Satan, get behind me. Right. So there's a little bit of mix and mash. In this case... Um, the devil puts before Jesus an opportunity to walk away from his ministry, eventually, to do something better. Right. Um, and Jesus rejects that and says for him to get behind me and, and get away from me. Later, when he's upset with Peter, he says the same, he thing. Says the same thing to Peter, right? Get behind me, Satan. Um, which probably hurt Peter's feelings, I would suspect. 
in this context, I think the devil is evil. Is that? Do you think that's right? So, I would not so much say the devil is evil as the devil is necessary. Mm-hmm. And I think for always, um, one of the things we struggle with is that you only see the positive of something when it is in contrast with something else. So you get to see Jesus' faithfulness because the devil offers him not faithfulness. Right. Um, and I think it is still a function. I don't know that it is this intrinsic evil. Like Do you think, think it's of. less so? Um, I mean, I think in in Job, there's really no argument. Right. He's playing a role. He's got a job to do. Right. I don't know that it's that clear in in the Gospels. I mean, I think it's more like, and we kind of talked a little bit about this, about like, well, is Judas a good guy? Right. Because Judas led to the crucifixion, which led to the resurrection. In, in that sense, I don't know. I suppose you can sort of play that game. But I mean, Judas is a bad guy in the story. Yeah. I think the devil is a bad guy in the story. Or at least you can make a much stronger argument for that in the gospel than you would Satan in um, the right. other. Right. Okay. I think pretty different. Then we have the epistles when you have the devil isn't like a developed character in the story who's doing something, but it's like, it, it, but watch out for the there devil. And, like doing, and is capable of asking you to do something. And Ephesians wants you to wear your armor against the devil, and you have to be fearful of the devil like sort of infecting you and so you have to be worried about the devil infecting you there's all this stuff about the devil and so um but not fleshed out right it's kind of this like well clearly you know what this is and you know that this this thing might tempt you there right and i think a big chunk of the differences come from the fact that much of the ideas about satan and the devil developed in between when the old and new testament were written so with Ephesians and those things, they're assuming that, you know, you have this idea, this cultural idea of what this is. Right. And so that kind of brings me to, let's talk about the last topic, this very controversial thing about what the serpent is. Because the serpent in the Garden of Eden does tempt Eve. Right. But your point, it never says never Satan says or Satan, devil. Never says devil. Never even names this as an embodiment of something else. This is kind of just, hey, it's a talking snake. So, where do we get the idea that the talking snake is the devil? Well, by Revelation, right. we're really clear it's the devil. So, we were reading that passage in Revelation where it's like, that ancient serpent who right. tempted the devil, comma, or Satan, comma. So, just so you're not clear, by the time they're writing Revelation, right. it's all one thing. Right, this so, was most definitely Satan. And so... Um, well, for whatever reason, it gets merged together. And this thing about the intertestamental period is interesting, too, because that's also where we get the idea that the morning star was the devil falling into the pit from the... Right? But right. we read that passage in Isaiah 14. It's, it's actually talking about Babylon. Right. But there became this idea that, I think partly from Job, partly from um, all these ideas that God created everything, that sort of thing, that this angel that became Satan was part of the heavenly court. Yeah. So that fits well with Job. So this this particular member of the heavenly court had the job to oppose God and to kind of walk us through. The early Christians were not um, strict constructionalist, uh, original intent, 
right. people. No. Like, they did not care if that passage Isaiah is talking about Babylon. No. They ripped that out and they use it. Just like they didn't care if you go back into the Psalms and say, oh, this is talking about Jesus, even though it's obviously not talking about anybody other than the character in the Psalm. Right. Um, um, they have no problem reading that back, and there's a lot of early church fathers to blame for it. There's right. also all of the kind of crazy Christological readings that are their own interesting topic of like that story with um, the serpent. Because one of the Christological readings, why did Eve eat an apple? Because an early church father said, oh yes, it was clearly an apple. Because if you cut an apple, it has a star in it that reveals the five wounds of Christ. So even at this moment, salvation was being offered to her. Right. So you... Yeah, you know, the, the crazy number stuff, we didn't... That's not only a modern problem. No. That goes back a little ways. Now, then we also looked a little bit at Dante. I don't know how much we can get into discussing Dante and Milton or whatever. But, I mean, definitely the idea of Satan continues to evolve. Right. The, uh, Satan with horns, that's huge. You know, that's that comes out of Milton. Um, Satan with the big wings and he's flapping to freeze the lake that traps him. That is with Dante. Dante is being a little cheeky, right? Because he makes the worst circle of hell very cold, not very hot. So, okay, good for those guys. That certainly has driving. If you watched, um, what's what's the uh, it's the like the Hardy Boys, but it's a it's like a they're they're supernatural. Supernatural, yeah. That's the Hardy Boys. It has two good-looking guys on it. Okay. And so, um, supernaturals stuff about demons and 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 uh, Satan. That's certainly going to be driven in no small part by right. Dante and Milton. Is it bad? Is it bad to continue to evolve our na- our notions of what the devil is? So I think I think the thing that becomes harder is if you abandon the idea of here is a devil and maybe for Christian sake the devil and his angels, which uh-huh. is pretty traditional Christian language, then evil becomes really really hard to talk about. Yeah. Um, if you don't have kind of this entity and these associated beings that are responsible for it. As far as the evolution, I think that's just one of those things that is going to happen. And I think it's a particular weirdness of um, the rise of Christian fundamentalism to say, well, no, this is the way it is and the way it always has been and the way it will be. And particularly with the devil, I think Christian fundamentalists get it wrong. Mm -hmm. They actually pick one of these weird things, and often way after, often more like Dante or Milton than anything that's actually scriptural and certainly anything that's in the Old Testament right. so alright well and I think that's right I think it's helpful and I think we were talking too about how like in the new new versions you know the devil is often beautiful like often a beautiful woman right. a or a very attractive yeah. man and it's like this surface seductiveness but with this consequences underneath that's not a terrible metaphor for evil in our culture it is not and I think it's also when you get things like the Faustian legend I mean right. that yeah it's it's a temptation the idea there's consequences consequences for your choices right as we become a more and more uh, uh, a a species that has you know the ability to make decisions about our life and the ability you know to have agency and I think one of the things that progressive Christians talk about struggle with is talking about sin in any particularly good way right right and this is one of those places where no Sin comes with consequences. Right. The problem has been that there's been the conservative narrative of, like, yes, sin comes with consequences. So if you choose to be gay, then your family's going to abandon you because <laughs> right. they have to follow. Right. We're what they're about, identifying like, as sin is wrong. Right. Maybe the idea of sin is not wrong. And the consequences they're identifying with sin right. are wrong. wrong. Yeah. This is much more the, like, hey, yeah, if you burn fossil fuels in perpetuity, 
your planet's going to revolt against you. Right, right. That's sin. And that's where the language of sin and um, needing to repent is valuable. Right. All right, well, I think that's a good survey of, uh, of Satan, and no puppies were hurt because it was just models of Satan, not models of God. And uh, I think that's a good place um, for us to stop. So uh, until next time, cheers.